0: Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today. Life has been kind of crazy, and I'm sure most of you can attest to that and testify that chaos happens, chaos finds you, and life is often a whirlwind, and there's usually a lot going on. You have kids, and life just stays... Busy. You have to take care of them. And I'm not saying this in a begrudging way. I'm not saying this in a negative way, but that's just the way it goes. You have kids, you have responsibilities. There's a lot that you have to do. And life just kind of keeps moving. And all the things that you did before, your occupation, your hobbies, some of those things continue. You probably should keep the occupation part. Uh, But some of the hobbies, you know, they die off. And so there's just changes that happen. And it's ironic. So I did an interview with Vince Stegall not too long ago, and we talked about dealing with a life of change as a dad. And the first thing that we talked about was moving to different houses and what's that like with little kids. And in the interview, I actually said, I think we're going to stay at the house that we're at. And ironically enough, I don't think that that is going to be the case. It looks like we are going to move, and this will be our fourth house. It's We've literally moved every two years. Um, it's not really been an intentional thing. It's just kind of happened because of how life has played out. And that's what we're looking to do this time. We love and like this house. It is a big house that we have now, and we've just made the decision that life would be a little easier, maybe a little bit better if we downsized a little bit. So that's what we're going to do. That's why, you know, I don't have my super cool Marvel plaques behind me. I'm wearing my super dad hat backwards because my hair's crazy. Um, I've got a couple of TV trays set up so I can see my computer and have my mic. And I'm sitting on an old sectional up here in our movie room. So yeah, things are a little different. Things are a little crazy. And that's kind of how life goes sometimes, and we can all expect that. But what I want to talk about today is even though life gets crazy, sometimes this is going to be easier than other times, but even when life is crazy, it is important for us to take time to have conversations with our kids. Sometimes conversations with your kids um, aren't going to be super deep, I'll say that. I think about my daughter, Regan. She's two, and she's about to turn three. She's very, very smart, but she's in that stage where she's got attitude. She's feisty. She wants to also be a little dainty princess, and she loves to wear dresses. It is the funniest mix of the most feminine girly girl you've ever experienced and then the most aggressive little warrior. She loves Raya and the Last Dragon and so that's like half of who she is and then she loves Frozen. So Elsa is... The other half and Elsa, I guess, fights too, but she just, she likes the hair. She likes the wind in her hair. And she always says, Oh, the wind's blowing in my hair like Elsa. And, you know, she's super cute with it. And that's just how she is. So our conversations aren't super deep. Sometimes they're kind of funny and pretty interesting. It's more imaginary of, you know, her being a princess and what she wants to do. And sometimes we have conversations about things that she would actually like to do, but nothing super deep. But it's still important that if you're in that boat and you have a two-year-old, three-year-old, and they are new to talking or they are not, they don't have a huge comprehension of everything and vocabulary, that's okay. Take time to talk to them. They need to know that they can talk to you, even when life is chaotic. They need to know that they can talk to you. Now, my son Frankie, he's about to turn five, so he's got a little bit of a better grasp on things, and he's understanding things, and you know he's at that age where he's like super sponge, and just takes everything. and We can say things in passing, and we'll just use expressions, and he'll be like, Whoa, "I don't understand that. that That doesn't make sense." I'm like, "Oh, we don't really mean what we're saying. It's just, it's just an expression. It's just a figure of speech. We we don't mean." That we're actually going to do what we said we we're going to do. What that really means is this, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he, you know, you can tell he just like stores it somewhere in his brain, and he's got it. He's got it figured out. And it's funny because you know, a couple of days later, it's like he, he, he makes a point to use it or try to use it. And sometimes he hits it on the head, and other times he misses pretty bad. But it's either really impressive or really funny, and we really enjoy it. So with Frankie conversations are a little bit better. I tried to make a note of some of the conversations that we've had the last few weeks and it's, some of them are pretty deep. We were getting ready for bed the other night. So my wife and my kids were in Ohio for three weeks. She wanted to see her family. She's got a lot of family up in Ohio, Michigan area. She's from Toledo. So, uh, she, took the opportunity to visit with all of them. And three weeks just kind of worked out with with where the holiday fell. And I was going to stay home and do a lot of work in the house. Instead, I got COVID. So that was really fun. I'm not going to talk about all that stuff again. But when they got back, I was getting Frankie ready for bed and we were getting ready to lay down. And I hadn't seen him in three weeks. So, you know, I was bending our rules a little bit. And I was just sitting down. I'm just kind of talking to him. And we were just chatting about little things. And you know, we read our little Bible story for the night. And then he asked me a question. I was like, dude, this is kind of a deep question. But he said, um, he said where is Jesus? And now, I, I don't know where you fall on the spectrum of, you know, theological interest. But while some people may hear that question, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's an easy answer. He's in heaven. You know, biblically, you could go down a few different paths there, and you could have a pretty expansive conversation about where Jesus is. it can open up cans of worms. and it's a deep conversation. And I've had some of those conversations with some friends, and here is my four year old son, and he's asking me, "Hey, Dad, where's Jesus?" I'm like, "Oh, buddy." Well, you know, I believe that God helps us, uh, and I believe that I believe that. God helps us remember and recall his word as long as you've actually, you know, taken time to study it, memorize it and put it in your heart to begin with. He's not just going to bring something to recall that was never there because that doesn't actually make sense. But I was sitting there and I was and my immediate thought was holy smokes how do I answer this question? And then you know I was quickly reminded of I believe it's John chapter 14 right at the very beginning. And Jesus is talking to his disciples, and this is where he says, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And I was like, yes, this is the answer that my son needs. And so that's why I told Frankie. And we had this conversation about where Jesus was, and then he asked, you know, will I ever get to see him? And I was like, yeah. And, And I explained things to him, and I was able to talk to him on his terms, and he had a conversation with Lindsay that i thought was re- that was that was really good uh, but he asked he said you know why does jesus not talk to us the way that we talk to him and i was like this is a this is a wonder it, he asked the best questions and when you have the opportunity to talk to your children and they ask you questions even if they're questions that sometimes you feel you're unqualified to answer just have a conversation the key with conversation is that you don't always, and we do this a lot as men because, you know, we are problem solvers, right? Your wife just opens up a can of worms of emotion to you and you're like, well, all you got to do is this. Well, that's not what she wants to hear. Just FYI, if you're a newly, n- newly married man, your wife doesn't want you to solve her problem. She just wants you to listen and she wants you to you know, empathize with her and tell her she's not crazy for thinking the things that she thinks. She just wants you to be supportive. She doesn't want you to solve all of her problems in her life. You're not, that. that's not your role. So mm-hmm. let me just go ahead and give you some marriage counseling there. But, you know, they had this conversation and and I, I I text my wife and I was like, you know, you can tell him this, this is something really good to tell him. Um, but but it was, it was great, It's he just asked these questions and even though you don't feel qualified, try and have the conversation with him. That's what conversation is. Sometimes conversation is not let me fix your problems, it's let me be a part of what you're thinking through, I'll share what I think about it and you can share what you think about it and maybe together we can think about it and come to some sort of a conclusion. And sometimes conversation's not just all about figuring things out, sometimes it's just to talk about the day and all these different things had a conversation with Frankie, and he said, you know what, Dad, I don't want to get older. Now, when I was a kid, it was all about, I want to get older. And, you know, I couldn't wait to be 12 because I could be in the youth group. And then I couldn't wait to be 16 because I was going to have my car. And I couldn't wait to be 18 because I was going to graduate, and that meant I could be out of the house. And, you know, these are the initial thoughts that I had when I was young. And it was it was cute because Frankie was like, Dad, I don't want to get older. It's like, you know, he wants to be our best buddy. He wants to be our little man. He wants, he wants to, st- he want. he loves things the way that they are. And although I often feel like a failure, like I've, I mess up and, you know, I'm not always the dad that I think I should be or that I want to be. I'm not always the husband that I wish I was. I'm not always the man or just person that I want to be. And then you have your son say, you know, I don't, I don't want things to change. I want to stay little. I want everyone to stay the same age. And I just, I just want us to keep living in this moment. That is special to me because what he doesn't mean by that, probably, maybe he, maybe he's implying it. But what I definitely take from that is maybe I'm not doing that bad of a job. Maybe I'm doing okay in my son's eyes and that's what matters. But taking the time to actually have these conversations lingering around sometimes. And it's really important if you can do these things while they're young. Maybe you're listening to this and your kids are older. It's not too late to try. Try and have conversations. Conversations are going to be a lot different, but be there. Be there to listen. Don't be there to problem solve. Be there to support. Be there to... You can give advice, but you know you don't always have to be super emphatic because what you have to remember is if you're talking to your children, and let's just say they're 18 years old and are up and they feel like they have some sort of a grasp on things, one thing that they're going to immediately think about your problem solving ability is you don't have the right context. You weren't there. You don't really understand. You don't have all the history. You didn't experience experience for yourself what they went through. So if you have advice or you have a way to solve their problem, maybe just pitch it to them as advice, just kind of Hand it over to them, and if they want it, they can take it. If they don't want it, they don't want it, they'll probably come back to you, and then you'll have an opportunity to help in a different way. So I'm not at that point. I can just speak from what I remember of me being that age and my parents trying to deal with me on different subjects. So as a dad now, if you are in the position like myself where you have young kids, now is the time to have these conversations. Now is the time to talk to these kids. Frankie just, I wrote a lot of different things down. We talked about decorations in his room and how he loves his room and he loves his decorations. He opened up about being shy sometimes, which he brought this all up all by himself, which was kind of unique. And so I asked him, I was like, Frankie, why are you shy? He's like, why do you feel like you need to be shy? You know, i just trying to figure out what it was that prompted him to be a particular way at certain times. And, you know, he just gave kind of the definition of what shyness is as his answer, which was kind of funny. It was like, you know, sometimes when friends are around that aren't in our family, I'm just a little shy. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that is what being shy means. So, okay, Bubba, that's great. And I, I just try to encourage him that, you know, you don't always have to be shy. I was shy growing up, but, you know, I got involved in Bible cuisine when I was 12, and I was exposed to a lot more people, some my age, some much older, but I was traveling around. I was starting to have a lot of fun, and I realized, you know what? Being shy is kind of for the birds. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been great ever since. So I did try and encourage you know, my son to not be afraid to be himself and to enjoy who he is and to never feel like he has to hide that or shun that from other people. Now there's wisdom that maybe I'll pass on when he's a little older and when he can understand it, but now is the time for him to be a kid, to be who he wants to be and who he loves to be. And that is, I love sea creatures and creatures in general and lizards completely distract him when they crawl anywhere and he happens to see them. Spiders too. I was taking the kids for a walk the other day and they stop, they say hello to everyone and they want to make friends with everyone, which I know goes against the whole shyness thing. It's just, it's hit and miss. It's unique. But we're talking to this lady, and then he sees a spider crawl across the ground. It didn't matter that she was speaking. He needed to inform her that there was a spider on the ground, and it went to the grass. And then he, you know, babbles on about stuff. He really doesn't understand, but he thinks in his head that, you know, there are millions of spiders all in the grass. And maybe there's a lot, but, you know, he was, he was really driving the point home, if you can understand what I'm trying to say. But it's, it's just funny. It's cute. We just talked. We've talked about so many different things. I'm not going to go through the entire list because it's crazy, but I just want you to understand that it is so important to talk to your kids. Even if they're young, even if they're not on your level, take time to have conversation where you get to listen to them because they listen to us a lot. And you know what? You're probably a lot more boring than you think you are. And they put up with us. And yeah, there are kids, and we're the parents. I understand how that works. But it's really important that you as the dad take time to listen to your kids, even when they're young and even when they don't make sense. Every so often, they're going to say something that's going to catch you off guard. When they ask you a question that's a lot deeper than something they probably need to be asking, but they have picked up enough about that to formulate a question in their mind. You should never make them feel uncomfortable for asking a question. Don't do that. If they ask a question and it's inappropriate or I, I don't really, maybe, maybe this happens, but if it were to happen, you know, just try and steer the conversation in a different way. You're older, you're wiser, you have the ability to, if you want to, just completely change the subject. It's not like you have to be like, well, how can I take them from A... And kind of get them to B. No, sometimes you can go from just A to... No, the alphabet's over with. We're going to talk about something totally different. We're not not skipping to C. We're not skipping to F. We're just done. And you have the ability to do that. But, you know, just use some wisdom when it comes to dealing with the questions from your kids. And I'm speaking of kids, you know, four, five, six years old. uh, It becomes a lot different when they're a little older. Probably uh, 10 and up because... You know, you start to figure some things out. So you're on your own on that. I'll get there eventually, and I'll help you or bring someone else to be on the podcast. and Maybe they can shed some light. I've got some guys lined up. But I would, I would want you to make sure that you take time to have conversations with your kids because if you can do it when they're young, you're setting yourself up to be in a position to help them for the rest of their lives. Because as kids get older, the conversations are going to get a little deeper. They're going to get a little more real. They're going to hit home. And when they get more serious, you want to be that line of communication that exists. You want to be the one that your kids feel comfortable going to because they know that you listen. There is a history that they can think back to where you, for as long as they can remember, have taken time out of your crazy busy life to just. Listen to have a conversation, not to lead it per se, at least from their perspective, but to participate in it with them. That is special. And if you do it, even when life is crazy, life is crazy for us right now. But I took time tonight with both of my kids, both of my kids who can actually speak, Jojo she knows how to say hi and she can say mama when she wants it. Every so often she says daddy or dada and Frankie has always been number one in her life. So she's said Bubba for as long as I can remember, but, um, need to ask him for some tips on how to actually get, you know, form a relationship with her. But anyway, um, your kids need to feel like they can come to you with anything. Because the reality is, is the world that your kids are going to grow up in, there's going to be some stuff that they come across along the way and, you know, they're not going to understand. They're going to have questions. Some things are going to be a little odd to them because it's new information. And they need to feel comfortable going to you for those things. You need to be the one that they trust. You need to be the one that they know they can fall back on and rely on when it comes to asking things. where they can ask you a question and they know that they're not going to be ridiculed. They can ask you a question and they know that you won't just shut them down, but you actually give attention and do your best to answer their question. You want to be that person in their life. You want to be the person that they can go to. And you should be the one that they go to first. And taking time to have conversations with your kids as soon as you can, as soon as they talk and can actually somewhat go back and forth, That's when you need to start taking time to have conversations with your kids. It's not hard. Some conversations don't last very long and some of them go on for a while. But take the time to have the conversations because you want to be that individual that they go to first. You know more than their friends do. You've experienced more than their friends will have experienced. You've lived life longer. You've just you gone through more. You've been where they are. Maybe things will be a little different from the time that you were in high school to when they're in high school, but we are people, and we are repetitive. This is why history repeats itself, because although things around us may change and technology may change, we as people have the same desires. We as people have the same characteristics and traits, and we are a people of pattern, we live a particular way, we do particular things, we go through particular phases. This is why we have entire studies on behavior and the way people think and body language, because there are things that are just intrinsic in the human race. If you've been there and you've experienced things you're the best person that they can go to, especially being their dad. You're the person that you want your kids to turn to. You're the one that you want your kids to go to first. I worked with a man who told me about his emphasis on communication, and I thought, I thought he had a, a really nice setup. So he did this with his kids, and he said, you know, my kids have always come to me anytime that they've had questions about things or anytime things have happened, they have never, they've never even hesitated coming to me. He said, so basically what would happen is if, you know, my son did something wrong or if my son or my daughter had a question about dating or whatever, whatever it was, something that was happening that they didn't understand, um, maybe some things were happening that they thought were wrong or that they just couldn't wrap their head around because they'd never experienced something like that before. He said, it didn't matter what it was. He said, they could come to my bedroom and he said, my wife's, you know, we're, we're both sitting there. We're both having this conversation. He said, but you know, I talked to them and I, and I gave them my opinion and I, I tell them some of the things that I think they need to do. Some of the things that I want them to do, he said, and you know, I, I'm I'm dad, you know. I I'm, I'm telling them, you know, if you're in my house, this is what you will do because of this. I'm trying to give advice he said, but when I'm done, he said I always open up the floor for them. He said, and I tell them, you can say anything you want. You can express any emotion, you can say whatever you feel or think. You will not get any sort of consequence for what you say unless it is spiteful and meant to be an attack. If, if you if you say things that are disrespectful and you cross lines, you know, just by losing it instead of having a conversation, he said, you know, that, that's when I'm going to intervene. He said, but if you're mad at me, if you think I did something wrong, he said, you can say any of that. He said, I just want you to do it with some respect. If you disagree, say you disagree. He said, just don't have a nasty attitude about it. And he's done that with his kids. His kids are in their 20s, and they were living with him in their 20s. And he said, those conversations still happen. He's like, you know, my my son, he's 23, 24 years old. And at night, before he goes to bed, if something's happened, he'll ask to have a conversation. He'll come in there. He'll say something about what's going on. I'll give him my advice, and I'll say, floor's open. Say what you want. Just remember to be respectful. I mean, and his kids have always done that. And there's probably more ways to go about it. I heard Chris Pratt actually talk about one thing he does with his son for conversations. They go fishing. He said he used to do it with their dad. Sounds like a cool dad. Maybe I'll interview him sometime. But he said that they go fishing, and while they're fishing, you know, it's like free reign. You have the opportunity to talk about it, whatever you want to. But the one additional thing, which, you know, I'm, I'm too involved in ministry. I've just never done it. I I don't think people are horrible people if they do it, but, you know, I don't really endorse it. I wouldn't do it with my kid because I just, I don't do it myself. But he said, you know, while we're fishing, he said, that's the opportunity where it's just, you know, you and dad, if you want to use cuss words, you can do it while we're on our fishing trips. You know, it's unique. It's something you share with your son. Again, I'll probably never do it because I just choose not to use that language. But, you know it's it's unique what what i'm trying to say is that there's multiple ways to set up some safe haven of communication some line of communication that is established between you and your kids so regardless of what the setup is for some it is you're going to come to my room and we're going to have this conversation you're going to give me the floor first i'll give it to you and you have respect for some it's we're going to go out we're going to fish and you can say whatever you want however you want to say and that's okay we're establishing communication for me right now it's mostly at bedtime we review the day we talk about the day or we talk about whatever they may ask my son's going to ask me deep theological questions and I'm like why are you doing this you know let me go back and read a book by NT Wright and then maybe I'll give you a better response but it's it's just funny it's it's my theological buddies will appreciate that probably more than some people but it's it's unique what happens in these times of conversation but it's so important that we make the time to have these conversations because conversation and communication is absolutely key it's key in everything that you do it's key in business if you don't have clear communication in business and someone's doing something And someone else is doing the same thing, and no one ever communicated, and then one person does it better, and one person doesn't do it as well. And now what you've done is because you haven't communicated, you've created some sort of a conflict where, well, this person is getting praised, and this person feels left out because they weren't good enough. Now, they feel inadequate in everything that they do, but they're also frustrated that they wasted all this time on something that no one accepted. And and, and you, you cause all these problems and you get all these different things and maybe this person who did it was supposed to be doing something else and although they did a good job here, now we're way behind on this other thing because you took all your time to do something that this person over here was supposed to do. When you don't communicate in business, you have huge fallouts. They, they, they're they not always tragic, but they can be pretty messed up when there's not communication in business. Communication in marriage is huge. If you do not take the time to be intentional to have conversation with your spouse, you are in trouble. Trust me. It's easy. It is easy to let that line of communication fall because, you know, you date and everything's lovey-dovey and you get married and you say these vows that mean so much. And, you know, there's an expression of of, I love you. and, And sometimes, luckily, I don't think I've you know, been bad at this, but it's easy for people to say, you know, she knows I love her. I'll tell her tomorrow. You know, it's not that I don't love her. It's just, I got a lot going on in my mind and I'm trying to sort all this stuff out, you know? Okay. And she knows I'm working and she knows I'm doing this. She knows what's going on and she understands me. I understand her. It's okay that we don't have conversation today. It's really easy when you do that one day, the second day you think the same thing. And the problem is, is two years later, you're starting to have tension and problem with your spouse and you're unsure why. It's because one day after the other, you've said to yourself, she understands me and I understand her. But two years after not having any communication, you stop, to ha- you stop having that understanding. So it's huge, even in your marriage, especially in your marriage, that you have conversation, open communication with your spouse. And it's so important that you do it with your kids. It's so important that you take the time right now. If they're young, my kids are young, and this is a lesson that I've learned not just from doing it, but I've learned it from others. Now is the time. If you have young kids, to have those conversations, they need to feel comfortable with you. They need to know that they can always go with you. Tonight, my son helped me. You know, I I let him use the screwdriver and helped me change out a little outlet, and it was it was fun. He loved it, and he was walking with me. And he said, "Dad, I I just didn't know you came out to the garage." And I was like, yeah, I just had to come do this. He said, you know, I just always want to be with you. I was like, I feel like I'm not that great, but for whatever reason, this kid loves me. And it, you know, it touches your heart. It just makes you melt inside and feel so special. And it just gives you a little bit of hope. And when you aim to be a better dad every single day, and you're trying to give hope to your kids, and you're trying to have conversations with your kids, you're just trying to have just a good relationship with them, and then you feel it and you see it reciprocate it to you. There's nothing like it. It's extremely special. But just a couple of things I want to leave you with. Communication in general, remember this, is key for successful relationships, and you definitely want that with your kids. Cherish the silly and the unique conversations when they're young participate and be involved and when they grow up when they're older you're gonna be the one that they come to because they will always remember daddy was always there to listen and that won't change just be consistent with it and have conversations with your kids I have a buddy of mine his dad literally calls him every single day to just shoot the breeze he'll talk to him for three to five minutes He'll be like all right well just want to give you a call I'll talk to you later and that's it That's all it is. But there's always that communication. My my buddy's, you know, what, 34, 35 years old. His dad's 50, 60. I don't know how old he is. But he's still, to this day, as his dad, makes an effort to give his son a call just to have a little conversation. That's it. And it's impactful. It's meaningful. And they have a fantastic father-son relationship. So... Last thing, just want to remind you, with conversation, be the one that they know they can go and talk to. And if you'll do it now when they're young, it'll stay that way for life. And that's what you want as a dad, because your kids are going to live the life that you've lived. They're going to go through challenges that you've gone through, and it's going to be tough on them. But you've been there, you've done that, you've got the t-shirt, and if they know that you're there for them, if they know that you'll listen, you'll have that opportunity to talk to them, you'll have that opportunity to share with them, and you'll have that opportunity to just sit down and have a conversation, and in doing that, you're going to help them probably more than you realize, and it's going to be special. So cherish those moments now and realize that what you're doing is you're building a foundation, you're building a line for open communication with your children that will never be broken. This is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you for being with me today, and I hope you'll join me next time.